Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Weston's Power Educational Community Civic Series. Tonight we have Sean Malloy. Sean Malloy is running for um, Congress, and I will let him tell you a little bit about himself. Hi, Hi Terry. Sean. How you doing today? I'm doing great, right? With just a little bit of snow, not enough to cause problems. And, uh, yeah. you know, the Supreme Court's debating the maps. So always a crazy Friday uh, here. <laughs> I have the primaries. So, yeah. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for um, joining us here at our Western Powers Educational Community Civic Series. And just to tell you a little bit about, about what why we do what we do um, with these civic series. And that is just to educate our community, um, you know, here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Allegheny County, of the who, the what, the where, and the why. And so that's what, why, I shouldn't say Allegheny County, I should just say Pittsburgh. Um, so that's why we do what we do, so we can make sure that everybody is um, up to speed, knows what's going on, um, who you are, and, and, you know, why we're here, and why are you here. So thank you again, and um, before we get started, do you have any questions? I don't. Um, outside of, you know, when is the Supreme Court going to decide what the, the maps of our region look like for Congress? That's about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me ask you. So, the maps didn't come out yet. They're. I thought they were out. No, actually, uh, the Supreme Court today was hearing oral arguments around uh, the congressional maps, and so they've adjourned for the day. And at any time before February twenty seventh, they could probably make up their minds and give us the final maps. So we're waiting with bated breath uh, because there are a lot of different proposals in there for our region. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Sean. So um, if you had no questions, let's get started. Because the very first question is, can you tell us, who are you? Yeah, uh, my name is Sean Malloy. Uh, I grew up in Allegheny County, Hampton Township. Went to the public and um, involved in my community uh, uh, ever since. Was in Boy Scouts, became an Eagle Scout. And I started a young Democrats group in my high school. Uh, back then, you know, we were battling over uh, John Kerry and constitutional amendments to outlaw gay marriage. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, continued that service. That's been my, you know, theory of change, uh, being involved, organizing. And um, throughout my time, I have uh, worked for Congressman Mike Doyle. I worked mm -hmm. on the national stage for advocacy groups, doing community college work. Uh, internet, net neutrality, and privacy issues, and for the uh, Democratic National Committee. And I'm running for Congress because my parents gave us a, a good life, right? Middle-class family. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. We, you know, me and my brother, they helped us out. But if you took them and moved them 20 years, right, to now, I don't think they'd be able to do the same things. And I think that a lot of families are, are feeling that. Wages yeah. haven't gone up. The, the system is largely broken when it comes to looking out for normal people. And mm -hmm. I think that's wrong. I've seen that up close. And I stepped up for Congress about three months ago to help mm -hmm. change that. And that's exactly why I'm running. Wow. And because I was going to ask, you know, why Congress? But but you you answered that for us um, because and, and then you also said I wanted to elaborate that you said you worked for Mike Doyle. You started. Um, 
the Democratic Committee back in high school. Uh, you also, so you've been organizing, you've been, this isn't nothing new to you. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, you worked for Mike Doyle and he's great at retired, great man, um, did a great, did us great service. So I wanted to make sure that I throw that, threw that out there. Um, so Sean, my next question to you is right now in our um, country, you know, in, in, the, in the whole country, our voting rights are, are under attack. Um, so, or now I should ask you, do you think that they are under attack? And if so, what could be done at a Congress level to protect voting rights? Uh, and predominantly, I want to say they're being attacked, you know, in the black, brown and poor communities. Um, so at a Congress level, can you share with us what could be done, um, what can be done uh, to protect voting rights? Absolutely. They are in, in, in controvertibly under attack and specifically targeting people of color. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and so like that's I, I didn't even know that was up for debate. I think the Republicans readily admit that as well. Uh, you know, and so uh, we've had uh, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act um, before the mm -hmm. Congress now for the last, uh, you know, year and a half. Uh, it has passed the House of Representatives. And basically that helps reinstitute some of the protections of the original Voting Rights Act and help mm -hmm. make things like gerrymandering. We were just talking about maps help make sure that some of these specifically targeted um, pieces of legislation mm -hmm. that Republican states are passing to limit, um, you know, souls to the polls, right? To limit mail-in yeah. voting, to limit, you know, the days of early voting. Uh, they're specifically and narrowly targeting, um, you know, communities that traditionally vote Democratic. And obviously that's wrong. And if you can't win when people vote, you should be changing your positions, right? You should be adjusting to the community. They clearly haven't. They have gone the other way. They wanna change who actually is able to vote. And so yeah. I'd be pushing for the, the, the restoration of the Voting Rights Act uh, mm -hmm. and to help make sure that we have similar protections here in Pennsylvania. Thank you. Thank you for that, Sean. Yeah, because they went as far. I, I want to say that it got it, it, it got thrown out of um, it got thrown out, but it was they were trying to pass even if you gave out water. It was against the law, you know, so thank you so much for that. Um, my next question to you is uh, what at a Congress level um, can be done? And I think you touched on it uh, a little bit when you, you know, it's a, a one or two uh, uh, answer. What can be done to protect the little guy? And what I mean by that is small businesses from corporate greed. Yeah, I mean, at this moment, right, when when big corporations are, are gobbling up even medium sized corporations and getting even bigger, we need to be looking out for small businesses, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the areas of our region that are, are successful and people want to move to, right, they've got a vibrant main street or commercial area. Uh, and a lot of small businesses are there. We need mm -hmm. to be able to empower those people and give them a leg up so that they can uh, effectively compete. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. I think this ties directly into, you know, who is government working for? Is it the big guy or is it the, you know, the normal person, the small business owner? Uh, and, and right now it's largely working for the big guy, right? The, mm -hmm. the special interests. And so I'd be bringing the perspective of fighting for normal people, right? The people of mm -hmm. our community and making sure that small business programs were implemented 
as these as, as some were during the um uh you know recovery act during covid right that yeah. helped small businesses stay afloat that specifically engaged uh you know women owned and you know people of color owned businesses to make sure that they were um able to survive the pandemic and then thrive afterwards we need to continue doing those kind of things and uh, that's what exactly what i'd be fighting for thank you sean thank you so much for that um yeah because it's it's like you said during the pandemic you know they there was there was a lot of help and um our mom and pops you know once it was uh, uh towards this year the end of last year mom and pops uh, uh started really you know getting hit and so um I'm, I'm sure thank you so much for that i'm sure that the you know people was happy to hear that um also i want to want to address with you sean um you know you spoke about a little bit about people of color um you know during with the voting rights i want to talk about the ugliness of racism in pennsylvania and so this is it's you know it's not something that um we are proud of in our in our city but it's 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 real and this is what's happening so i would like to know how do would you plan or how do you plan on facing racism here in in pennsylvania head on yeah I think, you know, uh, firstly, as background, I went to Penn State to be a teacher, right? A social mm -hmm. studies teacher. So I'm a man of history. You can see a lot of those books behind me. Yeah. So I think one of the first things is to acknowledge our past, right? Acknowledge history, uh, acknowledge mm -hmm. the truth, right? There is a, there's a, there is a racist history in the United States that now people are trying to uh, say we can't even talk about. Right. And so if you can't even talk about the past, it makes it even more difficult to talk about it in the present. And sadly, history repeats itself. A lot of the same things that we're seeing now with police brutality, with an uptick in hatred towards any sort of different people. Right. Mm -hmm. We saw this after the Civil Rights Act was passed in, in, in mm -hmm. the 60s. And uh, now we're seeing it again as people are saying, hey, we want to make sure that our law enforcement isn't racist. We want to make sure that they're protecting us all, but they're not actually targeting people specifically. Uh, and so we need to directly confront it and say, this is a problem and legitimately engage. You know, so many people love to put their head in the sand and say, we don't need to talk about this. We don't need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And now you have the right wing actively saying, you know, we can't even, we're not going to talk about it, but we're also going to erase it from the, the history books. And that's, that's uh, you know, insane to me. Um, but I think another tie to this is this hyper kind of extremism that we're seeing from the mm -hmm. internet, from misinformation that is leading people down these paths. That's one of the reasons why the rise in hatred has happened. You know, Donald yeah. Trump has used it to mobilize people. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're seeing this. And so we need to do some hard work in, in, in talking to folks, in educating them. But really mm -hmm. a large part of this is addressing it head on, acknowledging that it is here. And I still think sadly that so, too many people don't even wanna do that. And so yeah. I'd be working to help make sure people you know, acknowledge it so we, we can combat it. That's the first step. Thank you so much for that. Um, you said a lot of uh, uh, key 
uh, uh, points in your answer, Sean. Um, you know, because one thing for sure and two things for certain that we cannot take away from the last administration is that they built power on, on their hatred. And so, you know, um, I'm glad you, you brought that up. I'm glad that you, you know, talked about how they want to even erase you know, the ugliness of, 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 of our history. So I'm so glad that, um, thank you so much for your, for your answer, Sean. Um, my next question to you is as someone that's, that's running for Congress or in, can you tell us what is one thing that everyone, um, in, in the community should know about what Congress does? Yeah, I think um, what Congress can do is probably more mm -hmm. what I'll answer, right? Congress okay. can empower uh, all of us, right, to mm -hmm. you know, to thrive, right? I think right now it is not doing it to the fullest extent it possibly can. And I think that that's because special interests have undue influence, right, when mm -hmm. it comes to mm -hmm. talking about health care, when it comes to mm -hmm. climate change, when it comes to prison reform, when it comes to LGBTQ rights, you know, any one of those things, special interests are are are, um, are engaged. And I think it's also around making sure that Congress looks like the United States of America, right? A majority mm -hmm. of Congress is millionaires. And, yes. you know, that's, that's not a majority mm -hmm. of the country. And I think that that, you know, there's a bunch of studies out there saying that if you don't come from a working or middle-class family, you don't really understand the struggles of working in middle-class families. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I think Congress can really empower, you know, like they did during the pandemic, we've already mentioned, like, you know, some of these mm -hmm. programs, right? Uh, education, right? It has the power to empower, it has the power to lift up people and make sure that yeah. they have the protections to thrive. And I think that, you know, that's something that they haven't been doing as much. We've been seeing more of it in this administration with Democrats in charge. But that is the one thing I want to get across. Congress can work. We just need a Congress that looks like us in order to make it work for us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that, because I, I was I was trying to think of the the um, candidate that did not know the price of a gallon of milk. And because when you said, you know, most of the people in Congress are millionaires and billionaires, they don't represent the, 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 the normal people. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Do you remember who that was that didn't know the a dollar amount of a, a gallon of milk? I want to say it was George H.W. Bush, but I don't know. He had a lot of different gaffes, so that's why I'm going with him. But I know, I you know, there's there's plenty of people who, you know, they have people do that for them, right? They don't yeah, go out. Yeah. Um, I, don't know what and, I think it was Purdue. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to look that up. So um, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, my next question, uh, Sean, to you is I wanted to ask this because, you know, there there is, again, violence um, towards a lot uh, in our city. Even here in our city has been a lot of deaths with uh, trans, uh, our trans community. Um, and it's been a lot of silence on about it, you know, um, unfortunately. And so I would like to ask you, Sean, do you believe the laws are strong enough to protect the LGBTQ plus community? 
And if they are strong enough to you, can you, to you tell us how? And if they're not, what laws do you think should be implemented to protect the, that community? Yeah, uh, I am a member of the LGBTQ community, right? I would be the first out gay congressperson from the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania if elected. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, LGBTQ people are largely highly underrepresented in government. That ties mm -hmm. into making a government that looks like us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, most recently, I was the political director at LGBTQ Victory Fund, working to get LGBTQ people into government. We've doubled that number over the last five years. There's more than a thousand, some of whom are right here in Allegheny County, yeah. historic mm -hmm. people. Uh, and so I think that, no, there's definitely not enough protections for LGBTQ people. I can still be fired, kicked out of my home, denied mm -hmm. jury service, divide, denied credit service, and still can't give blood, right? Uh, certainly if I step outside of Allegheny County. And that's wrong. Um, we have no protections under state law. We have no protections under federal law. And so we've, uh, I'd be working to pass the Equality Act, which would enshrine basic non-discrimination protections for all LGBTQ plus people. But we also have to uh, look at, you know, the kind of hatred, like we were referring to earlier, yeah. that is definitely being, uh, that is definitely bleeding over into LGBTQ um, yeah. people as well. Um, you look at just as folks are trying to erase history books uh, around racism, they are also uh, erasing and moving any sort of book that has any reference to LGBTQ people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's deliberate. They want people who are other, right, to, mm -hmm. to continue to be um, not represented in media, in schools, in history, and in government. And, uh, and so I think, you know, we need to redouble our efforts to educate folks, to pass mm -hmm. legislation that would stop the, the trans panic defense, right? Mm -hmm. that, to stop mm -hmm. conversion therapy, to help make sure that prisons, that hospitals, that all government programs, you know, make sure that uh, LGBTQ people are protected. And mm -hmm. we have to have more people in government, right? We just had uh, historic elections um, of LGBTQ people, but we still only represent 0.1% of all elected positions in the United States and less than you know 2% yeah. of all of Congress is out LGBTQ people. And, you know, there's some people who aren't out, but you know, you gotta be out and proud to fight for your community. And so yeah. uh, that is definitely something that I would be bringing and uh, would be very strongly fighting for um, and have been here in, in Allegheny County. Thank you, thank you so much for that. And and I hope that, you know, our audience heard that uh, there's several things that you you uh, informed us on that right now that you cannot, you, 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 you don't have the privilege or, or of doing, you know, um, or going or saying, and and I just I just want to make sure that you know our audience um, just just understands that that this is what's happening right now, you know, in 2022. So thank you so much for that, Sean. Um, my next question to you is: <clears throat> so, in Congress, or, or yeah, in Congress, what would you do? Um, to support workers, uh, workers and, and the right to organize. 
because a lot of you know we're we're a union we're a union city we're a union state we're a union so what what would you do yeah uh absolutely i mean we need to protect and grow unions membership mm -hmm. right this goes into the broken system wages have not gone up unions have gone down over the same period mm -hmm. wages have stagnated i don't think that that's a you know coincidence um, mm -hmm. I think they're directly correlated. And so, you know, passing legislation like the PRO Act that would help people enter into union, you know, bargaining, mm -hmm. um, helping make sure that uh, we have more people joining unions, educated about the truths of what unions are, right? And mm -hmm. like you mentioned in Pittsburgh, a lot of folks know, but a lot of folks don't know, right? There's been mm -hmm. an over 50 year campaign against unions. And so a lot of people are scared. We're seeing this right now with Coffee Tree, Starbucks, a few other yeah. different places that are trying to organize right now, right? There's mm -hmm. union, you know, scare tactics, you know, scare tactics about joining a union when if you really want to look after your workers, you want to make sure that your your profits are, are good. You want to have yeah. a workforce that is thriving and protected and have an agreement with them. And so uh, very much union, yes, would definitely be on, on the front lines of fighting. Um, have already been uh and like you said being pro-union is a baseline for being a democrat in western pennsylvania and so um you know absolutely would be standing alongside and fighting uh for as i think things have gotten to a point where people are like looking around and saying wait a second how mm -hmm. come our wages mm -hmm. haven't gone up the minimum wage hasn't been raised for almost 20 years right mm -hmm. like so we gotta we gotta start looking for for some other way to make sure that we have at least a chance at meeting our rights, right. uh, at least a chance at making our car payment or whatever. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think more and more people uh, should be encouraged to, to join unions because that's exactly what they help do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. My husband's uh, uh, been in a union over 20 years, over 20 years. And, and I remember um, the very first time I, I learned that, because of unions, we ha we get weekends off. You know what I'm saying? So so they're just they're just so pivotal and they're so important. So thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for that. Um, now my next question is extremely important to um, I'm sure a lot of our our audience that's listening. What is your stance, Sean, um, on on a woman's uh, right to choose? And in, in yeah yeah, what is, what's your stance on that? Yeah, I think it's it's very much time that we recognize that, you know, reproductive freedoms uh, are health care, that people's bodily autonomy is theirs. It's not the government's. It's not someone else's. Right. Um, and so very much pro-choice, you know, Victory Fund, where I worked, um, one of the endorsement criteria was you had to believe in the fundamental right of privacy and reproductive mm -hmm. freedoms. And so I've been fighting for this for quite some time. Um, very much believe we've not necessarily had um, a lot of folks who want to talk about this, right? I grew up Catholic. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, a big Catholic population here. There's a hesitancy mm -hmm. to talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of people really are, they believe that we should have, uh, you should have the ability to access, uh, uh, you know, an abortion um, if that's yeah. what is, in, if that's what is needed. Uh, and so I think that, um, over 70% right of folks, you know, agree with that. I do worry that Roe versus Wade is very much under uh, yeah. in jeopardy when it comes to uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, 
And I think that that would be a really, 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 really bad thing for our country. But it also just be the first step in privacy, you know, protections being gone, right? Uh, So that includes, you know, Lawrence v. Texas, that includes, you know, uh, contraception, that includes so many Mm -hmm. other important case law that took the government out of your personal life, right? And other people out of your personal life. And, um, and so I I do really worry about that. And I would be working to help make sure that that's enshrined in statute at, at the federal level as much as I can. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And, and I want to also thank you for, because you, you recognize that, you know, there is, there, there are many people that just don't want to have this conversation, but if we know that people don't want to have it and, and, but also know we have to have the conversation. And so that's what I heard, you know, that's what I heard from your answer is that you recognize that there is, there, there are people who don't want to have this conversation. And, but if we know that, and then also know the importance of having the conversation as well. So thank you, Sean. Thank you so much for that. Um, my next question to you is, um, why you? Why you? Why, why, why you for Congress? Yeah, I think uh, at this moment, right, uh, if you asked me a year ago, um, if I thought I'd be running for Congress, I would have said no. Uh, but after seeing January 6th happen, you know, well, I guess a little more than a year ago, after seeing January 6th happen, right, uh, a place where I worked, right, uh, for Congressman Doyle, a place, you know, people breaking into windows in areas where as a staffer, I had to go through two different security checks in order to even walk through. Um, I think it was the culmination of, of, of this broken system, right, this misinformation, mm-hmm. these special interests, trying to protect Donald Trump, right, at, at all costs. And, you know, we've got good people, you know, fighting against that. I don't think we have enough. And so I want to be a reinforcement in doing so. Uh, I think I'm uniquely positioned to do that. I have national policy experience. I have congressional experience. I understand all three legs of the stool uh, when it comes to passing laws, right? The actual legislation, the campaign aspects of, of getting people into office. And then mm-hmm. advocacy, both the good guys and the bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. knowing what they do to help impact that those laws. And I can successfully navigate that on day one. And um, I think that in this moment, we need a government that reflects us. And so mm-hmm. the fact that I'd be bringing an LGBTQ perspective, I'm bringing a millennial mm-hmm. perspective, and bringing a perspective of someone who grew up in a middle class family, you know, a family that worked. Uh, that is that I think is very important in this moment uh, to help save our, our our country, which I think is on the brink. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for that. Um, now, my ne- I have two more questions for you. And, and one of them is how um, tell us how can someone get in touch with you if someone may have some different questions than what I asked or want to go uh, uh, talk to you further about what, something that you you know that I did ask and you answered, or they may even want to uh, donate, they may want to volunteer. Um, how can someone get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, so uh, my website is seanmalloy.com. And there you can see more issues um, that we, you know, that I, I believe in, I'll be fighting for. Uh, you can mm-hmm. donate as well. You can get in touch with us, sign up for volunteer opportunities. 
and uh, you know we're going to need them as petitions come forward. So I ask if you like what you're hearing, uh, please go to seanmalloy.com. Please donate. Please sign up to volunteer. We are a grassroots campaign for sure. Uh, you know, two thirds of our money from you know that we took in, you know, is from folks a hundred dollars or less. Um, so anything you're willing to put forward is going to be put to good use. Uh, but that's exactly where people should go to to sign up and help out. Okay. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that. Um, and also, so Sean, before um, we wrap up and I let you get back to your to your day, um, is there anything else that you would like to say before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, I think you know our country is at a pivotal moment, and I think that we need people who uh, understand what we're up against. Uh, yeah. You know, we've got people who are willing to do anything they can to protect special interests whose own only goal but in entering government is either for their ego or for mm -hmm. the fulfillment of a special interest. And uh, I want to fight against that. And so uh, if you're, if you're down for that fight, please join mm -hmm. me. Um, please be in touch. And uh, you know, I thank you for the, the opportunity to chat today. Well, there we have it. Um, did I ask you, or did you say, which district are you? Which district are you in, Sean? Yes, this is the Pennsylvania 17th district, Connor Lamb's okay. seat. Um, you know, Allegheny County is going to have two seats. Um, one's mm -hmm. probably going to be more suburban than the other. That's going to be Connor's mm -hmm. seat, and so that's uh, that's where I'm running. And hopefully, we'll have okay. an answer to which what the number is, uh, the new number is soon. Yeah, with the maps. Okay, so there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, our guest, Sean Malloy. He is running for, he's the Democrat running for a uh, candidate, running for Congress. Um, he gave his information. If you want, have any more questions, if you would like to volunteer um, or if you'd like to donate, um, Sean, would you like to say it one more time before we wrap it up? And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, um, for tuning in. Sean? Yeah, uh, www.seanmalloy, M-E-L-O-Y.com. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much, Sean. Uh, please thank Stephanie for me. Um, you know, we've been going back and forth and uh, she's a gem. And so please tell her thank you for sparing your uh, sparing you today. And uh, thank you for joining Weston Powers Community Educational Civic Series. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you, Sean. Good night.